Welcome to Meet the Developer at the Apple Store Regent Street in London. To mark World AIDS Day 2014, Apple and leading app developers are inviting customers to help Red achieve the goal of an AIDS-free generation. A special selection of the App Store, called Apps for Red, will offer 25 apps with exclusive new content where all proceeds will go directly to the Global Fund to Fight AIDS. Apps for Red marks the first ever global app store initiative in support of Red. Participating developers have created Red-inspired content and experiences for their fans to enjoy, including Monument Valley. Monument Valley offers a whole new chapter of Ida's journey, marking the final new feature of the game. Please welcome our guest moderator for this evening, Mike Hurley. Hello, welcome to Meet the Developer at the Apple Store Regent Street. My name is Mike Hurley from Relay FM, and I'm your guest moderator for tonight. Uh, this evening, I'm going to be talking with Neil McFarland, who is the director of games at Us Two Games, the creators of Monument Valley. Hi, Neil. Good evening. Thanks so much for being here. My pleasure. So, Neil, I want to start just a little bit about you. So, kind of, how did you get into the games industry? What do you do on a daily basis of Us Two Games? That's a very good question. Um, so, uh, I guess I started. The first thing I ever did in games was working as a commercial illustrator. I was lucky enough to work on a uh, some work for Wipeout Pure on the PSP. Um, and then years later, um, when I joined us two, um, we weren't making games, uh, but I started to head up, a, well, we called it the our own IP team. And we were making um, apps, for want of a better word, different things, diff you know, different things that, that, w that we could sell on the App Store. But that our interest in games as a team developed. Um, uh, we developed our skills to the point where we could make our own games. Um, and it's really been a journey um, of just getting better at that. And that's brought us to this point where we've brought out Monument Valley. Why did your focus change towards wanting to make games at Us2 and set up the Us2 games team? What, what was kind of the, the feelings that, that you guys had? And why did you move towards gaming as a, as a viable thing for the company? Um, it's, I guess it's two things. One is that viability, um, and the other thing is passion. Uh, our passion for making digital products is one thing, and it's still there, and the company still does that. Um, but we, as a, as a team and a group of individuals, being gamers and, and, and having ideas for things we wanted to realise, just really sort of meant that we focused just entirely on that and sort of stopped working on some of the more, uh, you know, like what's the best way of putting it, uh, apps that help you do things or educational apps, which we were doing. We were working in publishing um, iBooks and things like that. But just with the ideas and the, the passion um, really was within games. And you know, it's, it's great to go to work today every day and make games. You know? So it was really driven by that. And we've just been lucky enough to have the opportunity. How big is the team? So the team that, that made Monument Valley is um, eight people in total. Um, we're part of a larger company, but the games team itself is just eight people. Looking at what you guys have created and the types of games that you make, is that a large team? We, we don't think so. I mean, we feel like that we're, um, in, in some respects, we know that there are, there are indie developers out there who might be just one or two guys and they might hire in a couple of uh, other resources they don't fulfill themselves. But w we are generally self-sufficient in terms of skills. Um, so we, we, we should, we've got everything within the team that we need to make a, a, a game. Um, so, I mean, it, it feels like a, 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 a very optimal size. You know, we're not too big, but we're definitely not too small that we can't cover everything that we need to do. Obviously, the gaming industry is highly competitive. 
lots of different studios, lots of different production companies that try and create this stuff, as well as indie developers as well. What makes us two games different? What makes you stand out? I, I guess I'd like to say it's just our, our commitment to a level of quality, um, which is really driven by our passion for, for game making. Our love, of, our love of making games and our love of playing games has really just inspired us to, to, to join in with that industry and to, to try and contribute something to, to the medium that we love. And that's really what it is. And we're allowed, we were given the freedom and, and the, 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 uh, the encouragement to, to try and fulfill those particular um, desires, you know, with, uh, free of worrying about anything else. It's like, just focus on these things and do the best you can, really. When you say you're given that, how does that look like? What, what makes, because my understanding is Us2 Games sits within the larger Us2 organization. So talk a little bit about that for me. How does the team fit? inside of the bigger company. Sure. I, I guess really the best way of describing it is having a really benevolent publisher. So we sit within the bigger company and they funded us um, on our journey to making a successful game um, and you know, with no guarantee. You know, the, the, we, we're paid our wages and we're doing our best to, to make a, a successful game. But you know, if, there wasn't a if the game wasn't successful, you know, we're not necessarily out of a job. I mean, we would be eventually. They'd get sick of us, but um, we've been given that we were given a great chance to go ahead and make the game we wanted and not stress about uh, you know, keeping the lights on. So is it like how some companies might have like EA behind them or Activision behind them? Is that kind of how you guys see it in your team? You know, you have this publisher who will provide you with the resources that you need, but you need to deliver on a, on a good quality game at the end of it. Um, I, I, without having done that route, I, I guess so. Yeah, we just feel that we're, we're given, a, we, we feel like we're part of a bigger family um, who really want us to succeed and we're part of this a bigger studio that is dedicated to making the best digital products in the world. That's what everyone comes to work to do. And we're doing the same as everyone else, but we happen to be making games. So I guess now, I mean, the reason people are here and they're watching, and they know about Monument Valley, which is the, the game that you guys are most famous for. So let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. Where did the idea for Monument Valley come from? Um, that's a good question. Um, we were basically how we approach anything is to is to prototype to have a, a free reign just basically say let's just there's there's no there's no agenda here let's just come up with some ideas let's try some prototypes we'll we'll, we'll spend a week doing an idea throw it away see what sticks um we were lucky enough to be doing that when um ken wong who's the the the, the, the lead de designer at us two games came up with this piece of concept art of a building um there was no impossibility in it um and a small figure in it, and we started. We were very drawn to the way it was done. It just looked great and looked simple, and we just set wheels in motion into thinking. There's a game in here somewhere. somewhere there's buildings. There's a small figure. Somehow they're going to navigate through this, and and it was just that one little spark that, that kicked off a, a chain reaction that let us all focus on on making Monument Valley. So, how did the original idea for the game begin and then develop? Like, because you had this this artwork, how did a story start to build around it? How did it start to flesh out into a multi-level big experience? How did that look like? Basically, just by uh, following intuition, uh, looking at uh, introducing the impossibility, looking at um, different styles of architecture, and what that then fed back into um, possibilities for. Possibilities for impossibilities, um, and, and we we work in this very cyclical way of like trying something, seeing what sticks, throwing things away, and just being and being very um, not being too precious about anything. If something's not working, we use we test everything, use test everything. If something's not working, 
we try and learn from that, throw it away, and, and try and solve that problem and, and get over that design problem as quickly as possible. Obviously, Monument Valley's levels, they focus a lot on kind of optical illusions and, and trickery. How much more difficult is that to develop for than just creating a straight go from here to here type level? Yeah, I mean, it, it offers a lot of, a lot of different challenges and, and you, what you want to do is we're trying to delight people there's that there's that moment of delight when you turn the Penrose triangle around and you see it for the first time something goes from 2d to 3d and you suddenly see a connection that's uh, it's not there you know it, it, it's it, it's magic you know um, so for us it was a, it was a drive to see how many of those we could uncover and, and re-engineering things and 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 playing and trying and failing and getting it right and getting it wrong um, it's not it's not easy but it's just you know we, we were following our noses following intuition and just seeing how many of those moments we could find within the concept how far into the development of the game did you start showing it wider to get opinions from people and was that a big barrier to cross no we've got a we have um a a policy of testing early so uh, we look uh, part of the lucky part of being in a, in a bigger company is that we have about 100 people we can use a test on from day one so from very early on in the in the first month or so when we the first playable thing we had we test it on ourselves and then immediately start showing it to people and just seeing if we're on the right track it's very easy to to think that you've got something um, that works because you've made it you understand it but showing it to someone early is really we found really important to to check that we were even on the right path the App Store features millions of great quality games. Um, there are many different types of games. What makes Monument Valley different? If you were to kind of to, to sum that up, what makes Monument Valley stand out and make it a premium experience? Um, I, th I think one of the, m without, un without being able to say ev everything, I think one of the, the key things that we feel that we did right and we attempted to do was was to uh, to work with the form factor of the devices to, to work with the form factor of a touch screen and to 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 do something that looked good on a screen um, we took a, we wanted things that would look like uh, would look good in, in a screenshot so it was really working with 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 a device in hand and saying what's the best way to use this product to to create a game and an environment for a game um, and lots of mechanics were affected by that Lots of mechanics we used were, were, were affected by the user feedback of us showing people this game on a device and how learning a lot of um, different lessons about how people use them, how people look at screens and things like attention areas. How, how If you have something that has a, an offset reaction to it, people miss that. There is actually a small area of attention on a screen where people really concentrate, which we didn't know at the beginning, and so we made design mistakes. But really, just making the uh, our product suit the product it's on as well as possible. I guess it's the manipulation of the world, right? People are touching and controlling the world themselves, and I assume that that gives a sort of connection that maybe playing Fryer or a controller doesn't give. I think there's this, yeah, there's definitely certain um, an excitement and a pleasure in reaching into the world and touching it, and then we built the game around that. Yeah, and uh, we did see people really re responding to that, and and so we worked on that and built more of that into it. Monument Valley has been a great success. Um, it, it is, I think, it shocked many people in the industry, in the press industry, and people at large because it is a game which people pay up front for. It isn't. It's not expensive, but it's not at the, the very bottom of the price range. It's not free. Did it surpass your expectations for how successful the game became? 
Yes, without a doubt, without a doubt. Um, I think until you have a success or you can only base your assumptions on, on past experience and we hadn't had a, anywhere near that success with any of our other products. So despite us thinking we'd, we'd created a lovely thing, a, a beautiful thing that we knew was of high quality, until it's out there, you've got no idea how people are going to react to it. Um, you're not sure how far that's going to reach. And we've just been overwhelmed with the response to it. Uh, lots of res surprising responses, things that we weren't planning for. Um, we, had, we, we had a modest expectation of the game's success and those, that was exceeded almost immediately by the response to it. So you had the original game and recently you released an expansion called Forgotten Shores. How has the game evolved from the original levels to the Forgotten Shores levels and what sort of considerations were you making about how the game could or shouldn't change? I think um, there's a couple of ways. One being the, the fact that we'd set up an entire start to finish narrative in the first game. And when we first started thinking about um, what we would do after the, you know, the chance, to, we had the chance to make more of it given that it was a success. We didn't want to mess with this uh, narrative. There was a, we didn't, in, in, by that I mean we didn't want to add more, we didn't want to mess with the storyline. Um, so that, that sort of dictated some of the content. Um, we also approached, in terms of the, the difficulty of the puzzles and the way the game works, um, we wanted to maybe stretch people a little bit in some respects. People have been used to the mechanics and maybe wanted a little bit more, a little bit more of a challenge. And we talked a lot about whether or not we should, how far we should go with that. And we decided to try and pitch it somewhere where a, a, a season, someone who played it already would feel that there, was a, a, there were more challenges. Not, not there's obviously going to be, well, we were hoping there'd be surprises, but also slight, slightly more challenging aspects to the gameplay. But at the same time, being really careful not to then alienate uh, people who weren't, weren't um, as familiar with gaming tropes or, or mechanics, um, because we'd, we'd found we'd had a huge response from people who'd said they'd never played a game before, and we, we realised what a sort of success we'd had with, with that audience. So we didn't want to alienate them. So we've hopefully made a balance of new, new levels, surprising elements, um, new challenges and stretching people a bit, but you know, without actually making a, a barrier of difficulty that we, we could have done if we'd have, if we'd have just continued with a, in, in the vein of making harder puzzles. So you mentioned about that, like there's been a, a huge response from people of all ages and, and all backgrounds playing Monument Valley. Has that continued into Forgotten Shores? Have you found that people have continued to, to find the game, play the game, and, and also share those experiences with you? Yes, yes, we, I, I'm surprised. We, we, we read all the feedback and just fe see, reading some of the, the comments that we get is just, I mean, that's the, for us, it's just so overwhelming and we, f we, we feel so um, touched that people take the time out to tell us how much they like the game and, and, and especially the people who say they, they're not really gamers or they, they, they picked the game up because they like the look of the screenshots but didn't really know what it was about and have been presently surprised. It's, it's those responses that sort of mean the most to us. So today is, is World AIDS Day and you guys have, have participated in Apple's Apps for Red campaign uh, with a special level or from Monument Valley called uh, Ida's Red Dream. What has it been like to participate in this? It must feel like quite an honor. 
It, it is. It's, 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 again, it's, it's after all the great things we've had with Monument Valley, it, this is just yet more, uh, you know, just, it's, it's, it's quite, it, it's, it, I wouldn't say surreal, that's an overused word, but it's been, a, it's been a real sort of privilege to be asked to do it, um, and, and it's been a really fantastic um, thing to be a part of. I mean, we've raised quite a lot of money for the charity, which makes us, makes us feel good, because we're really, we're behind what, it's, what they're trying to do. And, and that, that, that experience of working with Apple on, on something that means a lot to them, uh, means a lot to us, you know, you know we're, we're big fans of what Apple have been doing, otherwise we wouldn't be trying to make games on their, on their devices. Um, so, so being part of something that's so prestigious in their eyes as well, just, you know, it's, it's, it, it means, it, we can tell that it means a lot to, to both parties, so we're, we're really over the moon to be part of it. What's the response been like from people that have seen this level? Is it, I'm sure it's been, I mean, obviously people want more of Ida's story, so that must feel great. But how has it felt to, and I think this is the, the last as well, right? So how does it feel to finish the, the whole story of Monument Valley with these special levels? Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great in that we've been given this chance to, to put some of the things in, um, some of the levels and ideas that um, were really, were the, um, hadn't made it into Forgotten Shores for various reasons, but were really, really great moments. And to be able to uh, wrap it into a, this, this, this small episode that, that that lets us sort of say pretty much everything now that we we we've ever dreamt of with with what we can do with Monument Valley seems to have been um, we've been given the chance to sort of put some of those 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 really interesting ideas that that that, that weren't uh, fleshed out anywhere else. Um, but we knew were part of Ida's story. It's given us a, a showcase and a place to put those has been a, just a great a great opportunity. Um, uh, so yeah, it's 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 been it's it's been good that we've been able to find a place for some of these these because some of the ideas in there are, are a little bit um, far out uh, and I've bent the rules a little bit of Monument Valley. So it's good to have found a, a, a home for them. And it's for a great cause, right? That, that that's it. Must feel nice that the story wraps and there's there's a real sort of intrinsic positive benefit to it other than just it being another part of the story there's more to it than that which is kind of nice i think yeah with, without a doubt i mean it, it, it it's doing a lot of good in the world and and people are uh, more even more motivated to find out a little bit more about what we've been doing and see more of the the, the, the work we've been putting in so what's next for us two games it, uh, my understanding as i mentioned before that, that the red levels are at least for now the, the end of monument valley what what comes on next for you guys? Um, in in general, we we have a new game out um, uh, um, next year. We're working on a VR title, um, but really the team then now goes back into a period of prototyping. I mean, uh, back into what we were doing when we came up with Monument Valley um, is really just trying to block out maybe Monument Valley and say, you know, let's try and think of something new. Um, as much as we love Monument Valley, we're also, we have a lot of pent up sort of um, uh, artistic um, tension and we want to try and relieve that with some new ideas um, and, and work on something new and, and, and attempt to surprise people again and, 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 and create something new and, and exciting that maybe people haven't seen again and surprise ourselves. Um, so we have a, a, now a window where we can just let the dust settle and just, just riff on some new ideas. So you mentioned that Monument Valley came from a picture on the wall that you guys were just working around. Are there pictures on the wall of us two games at the moment? <laughs> um, yeah, there are a few. There are a few, um, but we we want we want to draw some more before we we decide on anything. So there's a, there is a period of, of of more creation coming up for us. Yeah. 
Now, I understand you wanted to give a little demo of Monument Valley if anyone hasn't seen it. Yes. Um, so did you want to do that now? Yeah, yeah. Um, we, we can go to... Uh, we're just going to do a little playthrough and maybe um, I mean, I'll, I'll talk you through yeah. some of what's happening and hopefully illustrate some of the things we were trying to achieve um, with each level. So this is one of the uh, earlier levels, but it, it, it's sort of a really good example of of a few things. One is the sort of cleanliness of design that we went for, this idea of everything um, being easy to read within the frame, um, clear space around the, the, the monuments and the architecture, in, enabling you to sort of read at a glance and then discover um, in sort of nuances within. Um, it's sort of a, a graphic design-led idea of every, every part of it being able to be, you know, take a screenshot from anywhere within the game. How do you balance trying to not overwhelm the amount of mechanics that can turn and twist. Where do you draw the line with that sort of stuff? Because you could make everything uh, an incredible puzzle, right? It's, too, it's, it's a couple of things. It's that graphic design consideration, but it also comes back to um, user feedback as well. Um, and and that, that element there that you've just seen on screen is, the first, is, is an example of, of, of impossibility. And if you, if you put too much stuff in there, then you miss then that's the that's the nice bit of that level so if we put too many other puzzles around it too much clutter you'd kind of miss the point you'd miss the miss the wow factor uh, of of doing of of some of those moments so it's nice just to separate them out and show them one at a time and let people appreciate them because it's hard to come up with them and and it's hard to make these things so um you know we we'd, we'd rather people appreciate them and, and didn't miss them um, maybe we can show some of forgotten shores now and then we can move on to um We'll do a couple of um, Forgotten Shores and then we'll do some of the red as well. So that was from the original game? So that's from the original game. If we move on to yeah, some, the update that um, of Forgotten Shores, um, which it, it acts as, as, acts as um, a look into um, more of Ida's journey. Uh, I, I, was, I was saying earlier we didn't want to break the, the narrative. So these are episodes that happened along the original journey, but we just... Imagine you just—it's just you, things you didn't see, but Ida had done oh. during that narrative. So they kind of they kind of interlock. Yes, yes. Is it possible to try and work it out? Like, do you think uh, uh, that somebody could maybe try and see where these parts are? It's not—it's probably not quite as straightforward as that. I mean, you can tell towards the end, and th this is a, if when we see Ida walking here, it's it's a le it's a level of humour that we'd sort of maybe not put in the original. Um, quite as obviously so we were allowing ourselves here to play a bit more and break some of the rules that we'd set in the original and that was important for us to 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 move it on a little bit and surprise people um with with elements of of, of new elements of the characters and, and the narrative i assume that the the known success of the game and you knew that it was expected to to do well and people had a lot of great feelings for it allowed you to be a little bit more creative because maybe there was less stress yeah, we knew people would like it and we knew that also people were probably looking for something a little bit new. They, people obviously want a little bit of progression and the whole point of, of, of a lot of the of, of parts of Monument Valley is to keep people interested, keep people, keep revealing novelty. So it's important for us to continue with that um, and, and not do more of the same, but to introduce new elements of gameplay and, uh, and characterization. So in this, le in, in this level, um, the crows who you've grown to realise are not necessarily your enemies, but are a bit annoying and get in your way, and a part they're part of the puzzle. Um, uh, in so, so one of the crows has stolen Ida's hat here, um, and so that it, which is a completely new thing, and it, and it adds, suddenly adds this extra element of, of thought to to try and figure out the puzzling. 
And maybe we can now show um, something from um, red, red suits as well. So I assume that the red levels may have been different coloring before? Uh, you, you, you kind of focused on, there's a lot of reds in these levels. I assume that that was a conscious choice because of the what you were going for. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense to, to keep with the theme. Obviously, it's a big part of the whole branding and then the success of the whole exercise. Um, but with everything, all the levels are built, uh, we call it white boxing. We build them with, with, with no uh, real attention to the, the final visualization. It's more get the puzzle right, get the form factor right, right. and then do this, this level of, of detail and uh, expression and characterization of the levels once all the mechanics are put in. Are they numbered by different people in the team? Um, yes, there's, there's, um, we're lucky in that the, the, the several members of the team um, build the levels. The, the developers um, are artistic and the, the, the artists uh, can develop as well. So, so everyone within the team is, is able to not only... Um, they're not, there's no one dictating a, um, an overall plan and then someone building it. Uh, all the team are involved in working on their own levels and bringing new ideas to the table. I think it shows how you guys work together because it doesn't feel to be any kind of difference level to level like th i assume that, that some levels are developed by these people and some are by others but it doesn't feel like there's any disconnect it's hopefully it's some it's like lennon and mccartney there's like they're, they're both great songwriters but they're in one band so hopefully you know it's, it's that kind of thing where i mean we obviously show each other levels and everyone you know critiques everyone's and is helpful and and aids we aid each other in how we how we build things because we all have the same goal at the end of the day is to make the best puzzle in the most appealing way so what do we have here um, so the, 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 some of the new elements that we introduced in Forgotten Shores are in here. Um, there's, there's, there's a few things going on. The, the twisting um, parts of the puzzle, which were new for, uh, for Forgotten Shores, and this un um, multi-stable perception, uh, where where you can see the doors are in, uh, over here and over here, floors or floors of ceilings and walls of floors, um, which was an idea that that is. Which is one of those, one of those, um, the, there's, the, there's the impossible shapes, but with the multi-stable perception, it's one of those things that really makes your brain pop. When you're like, you're looking at something, and suddenly the whole world flips, and it's it's a really effective tool. So. It's like, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> that way. Yeah, yeah. And I guess one of the interesting things about the the red levels is you can play them in any order, right? There isn't. It's different. You, you kind of in this this windmill. You can choose. And you can walk around and choose which level you want to play. Yeah, because it's not. We we weren't restricted really with with tying it into anything. It, it it's it's it was it's quite fun to do in that respect. There's a certain there's a certain freedom in, in, in and a release of of of, of any. Um, it's, it was very playful for us, you know. So we were able to. Put things in a, in an order that we that we were really happy with, but didn't really um, there's no there's no pressure in terms of that. Other, so it was it was really just putting all of the final ideas that we had in one place in as appealing way as possible. It was it was good fun to do. So I think we were going to go to some questions from the audience. Yeah. But before we do that, is there anything else that you wanted to show in these levels? No, no. I think I think we've shown we've shown enough really. But I, I think people get more out of questions than me. Just uh, they can go and play the game for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> they should play the game. They should. They should go and buy it. And if they haven't already, I'm assuming everyone has. So I guess are there any questions in the audience? I have two questions. Uh, the first one is, uh, how do you think uh, Monument Valley in comparison um, with uh, the very old game which are called uh, Echo Chrome on PSP? 
the second question is, uh, uh, by playing this game, uh, it reminds me of the uh, very famous uh, developer. Uh, his name is uh, Chen Xinghan, Renova uh, Chen. He has made Journey flowers in PlayStations. Uh, I see a little bit uh, subtle uh, similar similar similarities, like a very Zenish game, like uh, this. All thank you. Um, yeah, uh, totally valid questions. I think with the with Echo Chrome, um, yes, there's that sort of level of there's that impossibility. Um, so, this but we, I think what what Echo Chrome did was it was really that the game was entirely about that. It was entirely about those those you know those those um, those illusions, and that was the, the the entire point of the game. Where I think with Monument Valley, we've used elements of that, but then it's just been part of a, a wider suite of ideas and mechanics that we've put in there. And and you mention you mention um, Journey, and and those games, are, uh, uh, that game company. Have been influential in many ways, partly because they showed the way, uh, for me at least, they showed they showed the way of producing a, a game that wasn't that long, um, but was really rich and was sort of you know emotionally fulfilling. And in some respects, we wanted to do a similar thing with Monument Valley, which was a, was a complete narrative that didn't take 40 hours to complete. That was that was said what it needed to say without repeating itself, and was sort of novel throughout. So they, they were sort of for us a, a, a touch point when we were considering how and how we'd build monu built Monument Valley and what we our, some of our aims were with it. When people have seen that the the red levels are the end of Ida's story. What's the reaction been like to that? And have you guys shared similar emotions to the way that people have reacted? I, I think when people have a game that they like, they would love you to make it forever. Um, but I think it's it's more important for us right now to, to try and share some of the other concepts and ideas that we have inside of us. Um, you know, partly we we might go crazy just making this over and over, um, as much as we love it. You know, it's not because we don't love it, but I think it's just important for us right now to be coming up to to be f f releasing some of these new ideas and exploring new territories that that we feel we have. You know, the, the you know, <laughs> in an ideal scenario, we'll come up with something better, and everyone will uh, be happy that we didn't make any more, and we're happy with the next thing. So we just can't tell. And I assume from an artistic perspective, you don't want to be the Monument Valley team forever. You, I, I assume you guys don't want to be just seen as the people that made Monument Valley. You want to be seen for everything that you do. Yes, I mean, that is definitely a consideration. As much as Monument Valley is a great game and, and you, know, you could argue that we, that's all we should do, people would, would, would just buy more of it. It's important to us as, as an artistic creators of, of, of games that we do say more things we have got more things to say and, and that's really what we're focused on now and, and when you guys look at the landscape of games that have come before and when you look at where you are now do you feel that us two make different things I, I like to think that we've definitely contributed yes I think we've, we've hopefully contributed to a conversation about what quality of a quality of game you can expect when you go onto the App Store. Hopefully, we've, we're part of that conversation that you can you can go to the App Store and and, and buy a game and and have a fulfilling experience. We hope we've contributed to, to that whole that whole 
uh, that, that industry and, and that that way of consuming games. So you, we do feel that we've we've done we we've been lucky enough to have contributed to that because it's something it, we're, it's a reaction to what we to what we want to see making monument valley is a reaction to the kind of games we love and the the, the way um, games can be and what we want games to be so hopefully um it, it feels like we've contributed to that so i mean it's not entirely for us to answer but we we do feel like we've made some meaningful contribution to games through monument valley yes where do you want to see the app store go what do you want to see now that you guys have done this and you've maybe put a flag in the ground you know this is what we think games can be like made in the way that you like them do you want to see more and more developers kind of pick this up and be like okay here is a premium experience that we've made we think that this is something people should pay an amount of money for which they think is fair to them do you want to see more of that do you hope that monument valley is the start or at least the continuation of that kind of thing? Um, the short answer is yes, yes we do. Um, and the, the slightly longer answer is that the, the App Store provides content for everyone. Um, different genres, different types of games, different game models in terms of the way you pay for them. Um, but given that it's, it seems to be that people sometimes just want to go and buy something upfront consume it and be happy with that product um, then very much we want to be part of that and we would and we've there, you know it's not like we're the only example of that there are many really good premium games out there um, I think it's just that there's a lot of noise around freemium because they are so hugely successful right now um, so but yes we would like to see more of that and, and more attention to that and then easier for people to find that and people to feel comfortable with with that and and, and move up uh, and, f and feel like they can get that from the app store because there are more people out there putting out content for a, a, a fair price um, that they they feel like they're getting their money's worth from. Where can people find Monument Valley and where can they find out more about you and, and us two games? Um, well, there's Monument Valley um, you can find on the on the app store obviously. Um, you can follow at us two games on Twitter. We talk to we, we, we talk as much as we can and try we've tried to build a good rapport with people um, and at us two dot com as well. Brilliant. Neil, thank you so much for your time. No, thank you. Thanks.